if you transition out of working in your business too soon, you have nothing to work on, right? You start, you feel like you need all this team and support around you. You need an assistant, you need an operations person and marketing and tech and all of these things. But then suddenly you get these things and you stop working in the business. And now you got all this team with this great automated business that you've run and you have nothing for them to do. So now you have a decision to make. Do I just keep people on payroll just to have these people on payroll? Or do I get back into the business, start doing some work so I can have some tasks for them to actually do? There's nothing wrong with doing the work. And then the other thing is, I see what I'm seeing a lot of right now are people who go out and do something one time, have a little bit of success, and now they're they're done. Mm-hmm. They did enough work. Like, sometimes you haven't done enough work right. to actually... For me, the season that I'm in right now is working in and on the business simultaneously. Mm. Like I'm seasoned. I'm a seasoned entrepreneur and I have grown to a point now where I can kind of pick and choose what I what I what I want to do. I'm not chasing money. I'm chasing the fuel. Like mm-hmm. you say, like being I was I was just so unfulfilled when I stopped coaching. Like I just I get there's something that happens to me when I'm I'm coaching and people are getting results. And so I'm still in that space, but I also understand that we are building a legacy brand. And so going into the into the next year, what I'm really focused on is how can we build a brand that doesn't depend on Donnie? Mm-hmm. How do we do this so that regardless of what happens to me and in my life, there's still a brand that continues to move on without me. I want, like, I'm I'm setting up the pieces now. I'm moving towards setting up the pieces now that will impact people that I'll never get to meet, like generations and generations and generations on. So, you know, that's that's also something to consider. Maybe, maybe you've been working in your business and you started working on the business, but maybe the business is all about you right now. The more valuable you are to your business, the less valuable your business is. So going into this next phase of where I am, I'm doing work, but I'm doing so much work. The goal is for me to be less valuable in my business. Welcome to another and y'all better eat podcast. him alive in these social proof podcasts. Yo, you were outfit shaming me a second ago. Because your outfit is trash My today. My outfit is trash. Have you right seen now. yourself? You. Y'all, he forgot that we were recording today and he just showed up with whatever but people aren't looking at my outfit they're looking at my mind take your head off let's see your mind uh, why are you bullying me this is bullying <laughs> just take your hat off real quick i want to see deep how was your, your week mind. wiggins my week has been amazing there's been so much time that's passed since i last saw you in this studio and the set of the social mm-hmm. proof podcast you know what i mean yep. Um, preparing for some travel experience in a couple of days, back at another mastermind. I've been in these mastermind streets. Um, I have decided, though, that for the next year, I am only going to be a part of two masterminds maximum. Because, one, I want to dial in on exactly where I am and where I'm going in my business right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm only focused on masterminds that help me dial in on what I need right now, right? Throughout this year. And number two, you just, you can't listen to a whole bunch of coaches. Like all of the information is good information. Most Mm -hmm. of them are right. Everybody's right. Whatever you tell me to do is probably right. 
But if I keep going for the shiny new toys and I'm in this program and this program and that program and that program, six coaches later, I'm not doing anything because the all the information is not necessarily in sync and you kind of get like decision fatigue. What do I start with first? It's all a good idea. You don't give yourself enough time to actually execute. So uh-huh. this year I'm being super intentional. Um, we joined one high ticket mastermind. It was like $150,000. Um, Whose was it? It is Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Okay. What's it called? It's called um, Roundtable. Okay. Roundtable. And it focuses on everything from scaling your business to preparing you for um, sale and exits and acquisitions and all of that stuff. And that's kind of where I am and where my clients are. Not prepared to sell my business just yet, but there's actually a process that if you ever want to sell your business, you should actually be working on these processes and, you know, just build with the end in mind, so to speak. But that one really just kind of, they do a very, very good job of not just giving cool statements and things to say. They do a very good job at making the steps and the lessons actionable. So when I leave, we're all, we were already a part of their mastermind. We were a part of... um one of their boards, Founders Board or something like that. They have a bunch of them, right? Mm. Um, We were already in one, but what I found is that they do a really good job at giving you action steps so when you leave, you know exactly what you need to do. You don't have to go into a dashboard. You don't have to, even though those things are available, you know exactly what to do. And it's like step-by-step broken down. Here's where you are. Here's the result that we're talking about getting. These are the steps in between that help you get it. So I'm going to be focused on that. And then this week, I'm going to um, WebinarCon. And I have a feeling I will likely join that. This is my first experience. I want to go so bad. I mean, I can't, but uh, I would ah, really want to go, man. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to join because that's just where it's at right now with these webinars. And a lot of the strategies that we've used the last year, year and a half have become stale. So I just want to see what's new in these streets, what people are doing, new things that I hadn't thought about that work. And because both myself and all of my clients leverage a webinar in some sort of way, I just feel like it's such a big component of how we build business. I have to be there. Mm -hmm. They're not offering anything virtual. Um, But just depending on how that goes, uh, in my mind, I'll probably join something from them. But two masterminds for me max this year. Like last year, I was... Yeah. in these streets and for all different reasons like nothing really overlapped each other but what I found at the end of it you know because I don't believe in going to multiple coaches for the same problem mm-hmm. so you find a doctor for a problem mm-hmm. right or you find a coach for a problem and if you have multiple problems you get multiple coaches and that's great but I've even decided to streamline a little bit more than that and figure out what is the problem that I'm having the most right now or what do I need to kind of get clearer on right now the most and I'm sticking to that getting clear there I'm jotting down all the ideas all the other things that come up I'll jot it down I'll check your website out later but this is where I'm at right now I until it. I get this done so I'm excited about that actually good how's um how's the course community going <laughs> how these course sales going what do you think course sales course, course community courses um, so I have mixed feelings about the course community. My course, I have mixed feelings about the course community, right? Um, I think that 
the pandemic forced a lot of people who should never have been teaching into the teaching space. So you have a lot of courses to kind of sift and filter through right now. That's a bunch of fluff and all that good stuff. And then there's some phenomenal courses. And I think because everybody was looking for their next big cash grab, they have flooded the market with courses. And now what has happened is people who are skilled at doing a thing are no longer doing that thing because they see that the money is in the digital information. I sell a course teaching, my signature course is teaching people how to start coaching businesses. I am still actively a coach, so I still do that thing. But the course space has transitioned into, in a way that it's like nobody is offering done-for-you services anymore. So if you want to learn how to write your SOPs and you go to that person who has this, you know, it's phenomenal at writing SOPs and you go to their website. Now they only offer a course. Like, I don't want to, I don't want a course. I want you to do it for me. Nobody is interested in doing the work anymore. Everybody wants to package it up into an opportunity, into an offer and sell that offer. And I think if you are, if you pay attention to trends and you are struggling to sell this course that you probably shouldn't have launched anyway, I think it's just me. You should get back into the done for you thing. There's a whole lot of money to be yes. made there too. I think that you yes. should start doing the thing that you're trying to teach other people to do because so many people have moved away from doing that thing that it's wide open for you right now to crush it. Yo, but the issue is there's been a lot of uh, done for you shaming in the streets. Okay? Yes. Meaning if you do a thing then you're not, cool or you're not scaling your business because, oh my gosh, you actually do it? You do it? Right? That's that's how, that's what this thing has become. Nobody good is going to do the work anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, so we are going to have this conversation, whether you like it or not. Okay. Uh, what we talked about, uh, working in your v- business versus on your business. And I am a big advocate right now. Right now, and Donnie may have a different perspective. I am a big advocate for working in your business right now. I am working in my business. I'm not necessarily, I'm in a season right now. It's not about working on the business. I am working in the business. I am doing the work. We hear every single day, recording this content, creating the strategy, putting it all together because I don't I think the uh, the talent pool of people that can actually escalate, like execute, is very, very slim. So me and Reese, we jump in here and we work. Mm-hmm. You know, I have beef with you about that. Talk to me. Like, I almost want to jump out of my seat and lay hands. Talk to me. Talk to me. Because... It's for a good podcast episode. <laughs> I remember last year, early on last year, you said... Oh, yeah. What's up about something else? Yeah. I remember... <laughs> yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Go I remember ahead. early on last year, David, done for you, shamed me. I did. You I done actually did. For you, shamed me. David was riding my coattails. You should not be coaching. Why are you doing this? Why are you coaching? You should not. Like, you're never going to be able to scale your business if you're coaching, you're coaching, you're coaching. And I would fight him on it. I would give so much opposition. Like, 
I understand that. Like, I'm perfectly aware that I only have so many hours in a mm-hmm. day, but there is like a burning desire in me to still service in that way and take clients. So David kept going on for months and months Shame and months. Her. Shaming. And it was very hypocritical because I'm on a call every morning. So. Yeah. And yeah. He's on a coaching call, so to speak, every single day. And he's uh, telling me that it's this is not this is not a good use of my time to be coaching people one-on-one. Yeah, so yeah. eventually he wears me down in 20, I think it was like 2021. <laughs> he wears me down kind of mid-2021. And suddenly I say, no more coaching clients. I'm done. This is not a good use of my time. Like I'm looking and, you know, he's he's in the streets and I'm working. David would call, this is what he would do. He would call me. Hey, what you doing? You want to meet? Oh, I got this place you got to be right now. And I'm like, but I got clients. Man, you can never come outside. You always got clients. You, you're always working. You always have clients. So I'm like, I want to be outside. I want to go outside too. So just cold turkey. I'm like, done. No more clients. I had a roster of maybe 15, 12 to 15 clients at that time. I cut it down to four. I tried to launch. I tried to completely walk away from one-on-one coaching. Then I said, okay, well, I miss coaching. I'm I'm not coaching anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm just focused on the course and the podcast. I start to miss coaching a couple of months later. So I launch a group coaching program. I love my group coaching program, but I'm telling David, like, I like it, but it's still not given. It's not giving me that one-on-one energy that I like to feel. They're happy. Don't do it. Don't come back. Your time's too valuable. Don't go back. You're letting people buy hours of your time. (laughs) You're selling your time by the hour. How cheap are you? How cheap are you to be selling your time by the hour? And so I'm like, well, I'm not like on discount. I'm not clearance coach. You know what I mean? So anyway, the high ticket coaching program is going well. People are getting great results, but there's something that's missing. So this year I started coaching again. I started taking clients again secretly. Hold on real quick. Let me tell you something that I just noticed based on what you just said. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Donnie is doing great, making the money, got the clients. When she shows me her calendar, it gives me anxiety. Yeah. Because I see all the colors of like all the bookings. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. So she stops coaching and then she falls into somewhat of a depression. Yeah. I do. And then when she starts coaching again, I'm happy. Love life is lit. Love She's life happy. is lit. I'm happy. I'm like, I am back. I have arrived. So oh, I stopped I coaching and literally. Life. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> you did. You, you, you took six months of my time because I just, I'm not coaching anymore. So suddenly I go from like this jam-packed calendar to like all this time. Mm-hmm. And my business outside of me coaching is fully automated. Fully so I'm sitting around and the stripe is still striping. Like, okay, deposits are still depositing, mm-hmm. but I am doing nothing with my time. And I am like, yo, this is not the move. I am becoming like, I, I don't, I am the type of person that I am. I don't need a whole lot of idle time. I don't need to be sitting around staring at the walls and stuff every day. So I sneak back into coaching. I tell my sales team, <laughs> <laughs> because we get called, we get booked, we get booked for coaching all the time. I mean, we get people who book calls to see the only call option is for the course, but they will still book to see if they can get this coaching mm-hmm. for me. So I tell my sales team, if you come across the application that's strong, mm-hmm. I open two spaces. Two spaces went that same day. Mm. Like, okay. But what I did was I only opened up two 
90 day spaces. Mm. Those spaces went the same day. And then after 90 days of that, they're gone. And I'm like, open two more. (laughs) Do it again. Do it again. Extend your contract. And so I've been back in coaching and and I like it. If I love it, if I'm being totally honest, because it keeps me sharp. Like people are always wonder like why I have so much information to give. I'm constantly working with entrepreneurs in such an intimate way that I have to stay sharp. I have to learn new things. Working with my clients requires me to read books and mm. to attend masterminds. Like they can't, they can't get sharper than me. So I have to stay in the mode of learning. Whereas last year, I'm just like, in these masterminds and, and learn it for nothing. Who are we yeah. applying this to? Who? <laughs> it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. (laughs) Dang, you know what's crazy? First off, I'm I'm a very hypocritical coach because I was literally coaching. I I mean, it's not taking one-on-one clients. It's still group coaching, so maybe not hypocritical. But you know what the crazy thing is? I just realized, too, as you were talking, is I was projecting my anxieties and my discomforts on my sister. Yeah, you are. And it got to the point where for a few months straight, we would close the podcast and David would say, well, we're not, neither one of us are offering coaching programs. And every time I would like shrink a little in my seat, like, it's like the double dutch move like I no I am coaching no am I not am I not coaching we're still not coaching but I'm getting these calls for coaching people want to get coached (laughs) why am I turning away this money like people want to get coached and so one day I called David and I was like yo just don't say that anymore please like don't because I I can I might open up a space or two I might come back to it and I don't want people to feel like I'm so so far removed from being in the field that they're afraid to call when I can really help So one of the best things that I've done this year was get back into coaching. People need to hear your voice and they need to be told what to do. The course, my course is still, my course is still selling like I released it in 2020, right? Mm -hmm. The course is still a course and I'm still getting results, you know, from the course. But there's something also for someone who's a little bit further on, 
You're not so much at the beginning phase. It's just something about being connected to a person that just validates what you were already thinking or gives you a different perspective on something that you didn't see yourself or just kind of course corrects you a little bit. That's that's still powerful. You guys, I'm telling you, don't let the shans of the world bully you out of doing the work in your business because even though it's, it's probably tiring, it's still valuable. It's still profitable. It's still impactful. You can still make money. You can still make money doing the work. Yeah. You just have to figure out what parts of the work. So for example, I'm a coach. I used to take the sales calls. I used to do the funnels. I don't do any of that part anymore. Just let me live in the talent. So like if you are, you know, the, a podcast coach like Shans, you shouldn't be trying to market to the client yourself. There's a team for that. And then there should be people who are taking those calls. My calendar at the time that you were seeing it a couple of years ago was I was taking the sales call and doing the coaching call and then another sales call and the coaching call. And I just had no time. And that part's not fun. So I've taken myself kind of out of certain roles and I'm back in here doing the work. There's a bigger, deeper conversation to be had in this scenario. And I think that is not letting other people who seemingly know what they're doing for them Mm -hmm. project on you. So now the dance is, how do you, how do you take advice from mentors or people that you respect in business who are getting results? How do you take that information, but recognize when that information is not for you? Yeah, I think you have to use your intuition sometimes and see what feels good. What? No, 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 no. Because most people's intuition and what feels good is based on past experiences. That's true, too. All right, listen. Every single week, every episode, you hear me talking about the morningmeetup.com. It's the community. Let me show you what's happening here. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, there's 400 plus people on a Zoom call, right? We're learning, we're talking, we're growing together. And this is you. There's all these people here. It's all these people in the morning meetup. Hundreds of people reading books, growing. We get together quarterly. It's amazing. And for some reason, you just keep looking at, just go to themorningmeetup.com and get in the circle. And then you'll be like way happier. Just themorningmeetup.com. Let's get back to the episode. That's true too. I mean, so here's- something the Lord told him. No, you just scared. You just scared. (laughs) Well, one thing- and it depends on where you are. So for where we are in business, yeah. right, we, we've we been through some things. We're kind of really clear in why we're doing the work that we're doing and what that work looks like. So now this goes back to vision and getting really, really clear about your vision, because if it doesn't add up, if it's not in alignment with your vision, it's an easy no. So getting really, really clear, where is David Never Sleeps going? Where's David LLC going? Where Where's the Social Proof Podcast going? And then as we're getting opportunities and even as we're getting advice, is this in alignment with what we said we wanted to do? Or is this just another good thing that's dangling? I know at that time that I cut off my coaching program, I actively had clients paying me $120,000 a year. And, and you know these clients. And then I walk into these masterminds where people are being taught to create programs for like $50,000 a year, $25,000 a year. I'm like, yo, I got I got people actively paying me $120,000 a year. 
and I'm letting other people tell me, oh no, that's like a job. You don't want to do that. You're doing too much. And I'm starting to say, I am doing too much. You do want me to be available too much. One person paying you 120 grand a year, it was absolutely in alignment with my vision because my vision was to work with the higher level CEOs who were performing at a level they had budgets that we could use to market with. Like, you know, I coach clients who are just getting started very well, but there's a bottleneck and it's usually money. They usually don't have the money to get branding or do marketing or hire copywriters and things like that. But you give me somebody who can afford to pay 120 grand, we've got now a person with a budget and we can try all these new ideas out. It was absolutely in alignment with my vision. Mm. But I started to say, oh, that's too much. I shouldn't be doing that. It, it requires too much of my time. Yeah. My new message is let's work in our business. I've heard too many people say, like, it, here's, the, here's the thing. So your business is automated. But if you were to really get in there, like hitting them streets, mm-hmm. you 10x your results. For sure. You 10x. For sure. That's where I'm at right now. Like I'm in the streets. I ain't too good to do the work anymore. Right anymore. Well, just in the season that we're in, yeah. right? So I'm I'm a believer I'm in a season. Let's just go build. Let's yeah. look. I, I would never just lock down and do a webinar every single week, but that's what I'm gearing up for because we're gonna we're we're gonna jump into a season where we run tens of thousands of people into this morning meetup. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll jump out of that season and then cultivate the growth and mm-hmm. maybe not not be so on like building the business, yeah. but not building the business and like taking care of family and kind of taking care of myself mentally, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just these seasons, but you got to be very, very careful. I remember I was on a call with Spectacular. It was, you know, just super, super rich. Him 500. Like all these people were on this call and they're talking about the results and, you know, how they got clients and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, yo, what do you do? Because a lot of people on the call didn't know. And I'm telling them about this morning meetup, $79 a month. They're like, yo, you're bugging. It's like, yo, you need to at least make it 197 because the higher you charge, the more quality person and the quality people, they do the work. And I'm like, what was crazy is I never, ever wavered. I never, even while they were telling me, I never thought to myself, yeah, I'm going to have to shut it down. I never thought that because they, because one, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily looking at it as the best way to make money. But it was the best way to bring a community together that feeds me. I, bro, I'm being on the call helps me mm-hmm. just like it helps the people on the call. So I'm not thinking because you don't like the strategy, I'm not going to do something I love. But then I turn around and tell Donnie and she just wasn't as strong as I am. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a fact. I literally <laughs> snuck myself back into coaching. But the other thing too, like if you transition out of working in your business too soon, you have nothing to work on, yep. right? You start, you feel like you need all this team and support around you. You need an assistant, you need an operations person and marketing and tech and all of these things. But then suddenly you get these things and you start working in the business and now you got all this team with this great automated business that you've run and you have nothing for them to do. So now you have a decision to make. Do I just keep people on payroll just to have these people on payroll Or do I get back into the business, start doing some work so I can have some tasks for them to actually do? There's nothing wrong 
with doing the work. And then the other thing is I see what I'm seeing a lot of right now are people who go out and do something one time, have a little bit of success, and now they're they're done. Mm-hmm. They did enough work. Like sometimes you haven't done enough work right. to actually for me, the season that I'm in right now is working in and on the business simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like I'm seasoned, I'm a seasoned entrepreneur. And I have grown to a point now where I can kind of pick and choose what I what I what I want to do. I'm not chasing money. I'm chasing the fuel. Like mm-hmm. you say, like being I was I was just so unfulfilled when I stopped coaching. Like I just I get there's something that happens to me when I'm I'm coaching and people are getting results. And so I'm still in that space, but I also understand that we are building a legacy brand. And so Going into the into the next year, what I'm really focused on is how can we build a brand that doesn't depend on dying? Mm-hmm. How do we do this so that regardless of what happens to me and in my life, there's still a brand that continues to move on without me? I want like I'm I'm setting up the pieces now. I'm moving towards setting up the pieces now that will impact people that I'll never get to meet, like generations and generations and generations on. So, you know, that's that's also something to consider. Maybe maybe you've been working in your business and you started working on the business, but maybe the business is all about you right now. The more valuable you are to your business, the less valuable your business is. So going into this next phase of where I am, I'm doing work, but I'm doing so much work. The goal is for me to be less valuable in my business. Mm. And I want to say that this, we got really, really good cameras here because you can't see like the lint balls on Donnie's sweater. That looks really, like that is really, really good. That joint looks crazy a little bit. First of all, in real life, you can't see the lint balls on your pants either. I know, these pants are terrible. Uh, Anyway, anyway, (laughs) point is do what you love, work really, really hard. Don't just work on your business, but work in your business. Mm-hmm. Don't take your foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. Stop listening to your mentors. No. Say no. No. Listen, stop, stop making courses because you think that's going to make you a million dollars because you did something good one time. I mean, your chargeback rates have to be absurd. Like, mm. you might... <laughs> <laughs> you may manage to Are sell. Are we talking about that right now? Oh, we can. Yeah, let me tell you what this guy did to me and Dave. <laughs> Can we talk about it? Uh, I mean, I don't want to say the person's name. I won't say his name. People be trifling. Listen. Reese, as she's telling that story, can you make her camera a little warmer? You also need to be working in your business so that you can afford the things that happen to your business, right? So David and I... Don't say the person's name. I will not say that person's name. I'm not crass. Like, I, I have tact. Good. You know what I mean? This guy, let me give you his Instagram. I won't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> so David and I sold a service to... We didn't sell it. He bought it. I mean, it's like right. he paid for it. He paid right? for it. So David and I have a business concept that we don't really talk about a whole lot. It's an if you know, you know type of thing. You can go to the website. You can purchase this service, right? Uh, he purchases the service. The service requires that you schedule the time with us. He never schedules the time. So he purchases the service because the price for that service was going up. And he's like, hey, is it okay if I just purchase it 
even if I don't schedule a time with you right now and we schedule the time later? I said, sure, but this is not refundable. Yeah, 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 cool. I just, I just want to go ahead and lock in at this price. Cool. Eight months later. Eight months later. How many months? Eight months. Mm-hmm. Eight months later, I get a DM. Hey, Donnie. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, wait. That person whose name I won't say comes into the studio or used to come into the studio like regular. every week on a regular to get business advice. We have we have we have supported their business openly on the Social Proof we Podcast. Have. Yeah. Dang. We have promoted for free their business openly on the Social Proof Podcast and then 8 months later I get a DM for a refund. Mm. I respond and said, "Hey, I, I told you that this was not refundable." Well, where does it say it on the website? Is what he says to me. Where where on the website does it say it? Okay. Okay. So you come and sit in here and get free business coaching almost every week. You've been doing this for over a year. We have sponsored your stuff on the podcast, shouted you out, talked about how awesome it is. And you just, where does it say that at on the pod? Where is it at in your terms and conditions? So instantly, I'm not even going to respond to that with a where you can find it, okay? Instantly, (laughs) (laughs) instantly I say, don't worry about it. We'll send you your money back. But you're skipping steps too because they were here mad times and we're reminding, yo, when you going to schedule your joint? Yeah, we're reminding them over and over and over again. So this was like fresh. We're reminding them over and over. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. We got it. We got it. Hold on, because he just texted me today. So it's easy to Did go he really? Here. He just DM'd me today. Wow. So he sends a message um, and he says, requesting a refund for the, for the service. It's a couple of things I got to get situated for the time being. So I said, it's non-refundable, blah, 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 blah. He said, non-refundable was never mentioned. Mm. Yes. Yes, in fact, it was. Also, can you show me where it says that on the website, basically? I said, no. So then I hit David and I said, are you cool if I just refund this person their money? And he's like, yeah, we're talking about Mm $3,000. Remember that part where I said, keep working in your business? Because you got to be able to afford things that happen to your business. So we're talking about $3,000. And we be making money in our business too. So, and the money just sit there. Anyway. And the money so just at sits there. At this point, it's principal. It's principal. <laughs> we're not tripping over the money. I'm tripping over the eight months later and you just fixed your mouth to tell me that you didn't know that it was not refundable. Okay. The, the emotionally intelligent on, version of Donnie just sent David a message. Are you cool if we refund this person his money? He was like, yeah. Um, but we have a rule. You cannot come back to the podcast. Like when you do something that is in violation of how we run our business and you're wrong, you just can't come back to the podcast. So I said, hey, no problem. I spoke to David. We're happy to refund your payment from eight months ago. I said that. <laughs> no problem. I spoke to David. We're happy to refund your payment from eight months ago. <laughs> Unfortunately, you guys will no longer be allowed at our podcast studio for free coaching. Okay. What email did you use to pay? And we'll have that team, have the team process your refund immediately. Then they reply with the, well, I'm willing to talk to you guys, you know, and speak to you because I don't want it to be awkward and we can't come back to the studio. 
You want us to refund $3,000 and you think you're going to come and keep sitting in here getting this free (laughs) and raise your hand with questions and all of this feedback being the environment. So I said, he said, I'm happy to talk to you. My response, hey, no worries. None at all. The transaction was so long ago. He paid through PayPal. Mm -hmm. The transaction was so long ago that PayPal is no longer offering me an option to refund you. We can sell your money back minus the transaction fee from PayPal as we can't recoup that fee from eight months ago. So here, we'll put a pin in that real quick. So (laughs) eight months ago, he pays. And we're like, okay, we're like, we're not making a big deal about it. It's just, why? What's up with you? Like, all right, fine. You can have your money back. No problem. But because it's so long, Mm We can't just hit refund mm-hmm. where, you know, they take the money out of our account or whatever. But with PayPal, there's transaction fees, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, in quick answer, no story, Sean, okay? Who, w- with this fee, because they, they can't do it anymore, we have to refund it. But when you pay 3000 we don't get 3000 We get 2800 We get 2800 We got 2894 28 something. So, about 100 and. Five dollars mm-hmm. transaction. Question for you. Question for you. If you are if you are requesting this refund, how much are you expecting to get back? They pay they pay three thousand, but Donnie's showing we only got twenty nine ninety five. We we got we got twenty nine hundred right. We got twenty nine hundred. Now, PayPal won't refund it because it's so long ago. So now we have to dig into our account and give you the money back. No problem. No problem. But we didn't get three thousand. We got twenty nine hundred. Mm-hmm. How much are we supposed to give him back? Twenty nine hundred or three thousand? So, so you we, still think three thousand? So we should give the three thousand. <laughs> interesting. That is interesting. First of all, he violated our terms and conditions by requesting a refund on a non-refundable offer. We're giving you grace and giving you the refund. Yeah, we're just giving to him. But, 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 it's now been so long that I cannot, PayPal won't even allow me to, I want to give you the whole 3,000, but PayPal won't allow me to refund you at all. So now I got to reach into my purse and say, here, take your money. However, if I reach into my purse, I'm not giving you the $105 that I never received. PayPal would have refunded that fee normally if it was if it was requested within a reasonable time. But now it's so unreasonable that PayPal is like, we ain't giving it back either. Right. So we have to not only give the money back, but also pay PayPal for the inconvenience. Yes. Not, hold on. Do, do, we have a, do we have a mic, Reese? Because they're not even going to be able to hear you. Why did we so, deny him? We didn't deny we're him. We're not denying Yeah, we'll give, bro, whatever we got, you can have that back. You can have it. No so- problem. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. So it's like, why didn't we in the when you Henry, are tell them to stop vacuuming for a minute, if you don't mind. Just open that door and tell them to stop back. No, uh, they're not gonna. You're gonna yell, yell and you can't hear that. Hey. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's. It's interesting that you would expect us. It, this is 100 eight months ago. If you if you buy a camera from Best Buy, right, and you take the camera back, they're gonna charge you a restocking fee. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Every time. So you what your point you're saying that we should actually not only give him his money back, but we should lose $100 because Because he decided to wait so long. And it says there's no refunds. No refunds. It says it and he's been told it. The website says it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the website says it. Everything's no refunds. So we could say, yo, no refunds, bro. Look, it's here. I could have been a hard butt just out the gate. Like, yo, I I told you also in person, no refunds. I probably told you on camera at some point, no refunds. I could be a five-letter word starts with a B and say no refunds. But because it's more of a hassle to go back and forth with you in the DMs than it is for me to just hit the refund option, I'm going to give you the money back. So I go into PayPal. I try to hit the refund option. There is no refund option. I hit PayPal's chat team up. Can't re- what happened? Well, it's been too long. You, you can't process the refund. That person's going to have to contact their bank. So I hit him and say, I don't want him to have to go through that inconvenience. Listen, the transaction was so long ago that PayPal is no longer authorizing a refund. We can sell your money minus the transaction fee that PayPal collected. I send him a screenshot showing him exactly what we collected, which was the $28.94. His response, with all due respect, <laughs> you know it's about to start. You know it's about to get weird. With all due respect, I'm <laughs> requesting the full $3,000. However, that money is broken, including the PayPal fee was never stated, explained, or documented anywhere. I really don't wish for this to become a bigger problem because it's definitely my, not my intention. Yeah, well, you made it to the podcast, so here we are. <laughs> all right. So I then tell him, because I'm holding firm, what I'm not going to do is lose money. I'm not going to pay for your lapse in decision-making. We are not going to eat this $105 at this point, sir. It is the principle. Yep. You're trying it. You better take this $28.94 <laughs> and get on with your life because the non-entrepreneur version of me is about to surface, but I'm staying intact. So I said, hey, do this. I'm coaching him now. You have, 
<laughs> if you want the full $3,000 back, you'll have to log into your PayPal account and simply dispute the charge. We won't hold that against you. Just dispute the charge. I'll honor it on our end, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the only way that PayPal will reverse that fee. Obviously, we aren't going to absorb a fee absorb that fee because you waited eight months to request a refund. Go ahead and do the dispute. It'll take a little longer to get your money back, but I will not argue it. I'll honor it. I like that. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're po- positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Donnie, Donnie's saying, yo, okay, we're trying, let's work through this issue. I want you to get your money back, all of it. So just go dispute it. Now, it, it's a ding on our side, on our processor, if we get a um, if we get a dispute. But Donnie's like, yo, go ahead. No problem. You'll get your money back. No problem. Mm-hmm. Now what happens? So then he says, indeed, we'll do thanks. And I apologize for asking for a refund. Wasn't my foresight nor my, nor, nor my intention at all. That's just not how I move. Well, this is, in fact, the movement. It's kind of how you're moving. This is the movement. So he goes on about his business. The next day, he sends me a message. Mm. Hey, Donnie, just got off the phone with my with both my bank and PayPal. They are both they both they are both mentioning to get the refund through you because it's been so long that they're not able to dispute it (laughs) past so many days. Also, the bank told you and PayPal told you that there's nothing. Sir, it's been so long. We can't dispute this charge either. (laughs) So then I just wrapped it up. Gotcha. We can refund you, as I stated earlier. Minus the fee. We will not absorb the fees that we can't recoup for any reason. Refund amount will be $28.94. Please send your Zelle. And then what did he say? He sent me his Zelle. <laughs> Yo, here's, here's, here's my, uh, my question, okay, for all of my friends in the chat. What do you think we should have done, okay? This person, obviously, maybe they're just trying to think of, you know, any opportunity to get some money, maybe they're in a situation. I get it. Uh, what do y'all think we should have done? Should we absorb the fee for his error in decision-making? It's not like we got over on him. It's not like we sold him something he didn't know he was going to get. He just didn't, he's an honor. He didn't like do it. It's supposed to be a, like a coaching session. Or yeah, something. he didn't do it. He never scheduled. And keep in mind, I attempted to refund him and was willing to give him back the whole 3000 But PayPal said, no, you can't do it. It's too late. I told him to dispute the charge. His bank, so he could get the full 3000 His bank is His saying bank pretty said much, no. Yo, why are you doing why this? Why are you doing this, sir? <laughs> What's going on? His bank is saying no. And, and I thought about it for a minute. Well, maybe he's having an issue paying his rent or whatever because nobody does this, right? So take the money. 
But what we're, what I didn't think was the right thing, and obviously his bank nor PayPal thought so either, was for you to be respond requesting this refund at Fulham. You want us to pay the cost for you coming back eight months later. It's not going to happen. If you go and buy an appliance, there's a restocking fee. You go into a, a department store that's several months later, you might get without a receipt sometimes. They give you whatever the cheapest amount. You could have purchased a $200 sweater. If you don't have your receipt and that sweater went on sale for $13, at Macy's, you're going to get $13, okay? There's a fee for your poor decision-making that that there's a there's a fee for that. There's a cost. I, for no reason, and I'm a fair businesswoman, it's easier for me to say, give them their money back. I don't need the $105. But now you are trying to force my hand. Strong arm. You're trying to strong arm me yeah. for money that I never received. It's a merchant processing fee, you guys. When people pay you through PayPal or Stripe, your, which is the merchant, the merchant keeps a percentage and deposits the rest of that in your bank. Usually, if somebody requests a refund, you process it through your merchant and the merchant refunds what you got and the portion that they got. Nobody on our end gets to keep the money. The customer gets it all back. But because he waited so long, PayPal's like, no. Yeah, I bought a sweater. Actually, Don, Donnie bought the sweater for me. I gave her the money, but I couldn't. It was too small. Right, I need like a, a bigger size. I try to get that like to. I try to exchange it. They like nope. Mm-mm. Ten days. Most places are ninety days because they understand how business works. Like we'll have a certain amount of money, and we're liable every ninety days for the past ninety days. Everything that was sold in the last ninety days could be refunded. So we keep a ninety day reserve. But 91 day, we we deploy it to investors or to our employees, whatever. But we keep that reserve. Because after this 90-day period, this is long enough for somebody to make a decision. Yeah. Eight months. And here's the thing, to Donnie's point, it's all in your relationship and your approach. I believe if my man was like, yo, I am in a real, real bad situation, Miss Donnie started with Miss Donnie. Miss Donnie, um, <laughs> can I, I talk to you? Yeah, I, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. But I really, really just—I'm not in a position where I should have made that financial decision. Is it possible to do a refund? If the tone of the conversation was that way, I'm 100 percent positive we'd have ate the hundred bucks. A hundred percent. But when you hit me with a "with all due respect." But where's it at on the website? Nobody told me. And then you hit me with the, and then, right. And then just humble yourself. Like when I said, hey, you guys were told no refunds. And your response to me is, well, where, where is it at on the refund, on the, on the website? Nobody told me. I didn't see it in your terms and conditions. Oh, so now you're hitting me with facts, with what you think are facts. Let me respond with these facts. You better take this (laughs) 2894 that I don't have to give you because There's another company, like think about this, and this is a big deal, like people are looking at this part of the podcast episode and they're laughing. I'm wondering what the comment section is saying right now. Yes, they're laughing, like people, half of them are saying we should have just gave them the whole thing because we got it, right? Mm -hmm. But there's principle in this because think about you as a small business owner who don't have that yet, who eight months later, you cannot give somebody a $3,000 refund. Like you can't base your decision of what we thought, what you think we should have done based off of what you think we have. We have teams, 
We have several households that we take care of. Like, imagine everybody coming back a year later saying, I need a refund. That's just not how business works. It's just not how it works. And you have to do the right thing here. But this particular person had enough relationship equity with David and I to approach us just a little bit differently, mm-hmm. right? And when I told him there were no refunds, when he know he sat in that chair right there, first of all, we've been telling him no refunds since we were in the other studio. Mm-hmm. Wearing his hoodies and all that. Wearing his hoodies, like wearing your clothes. We've been wearing your clothes. I shouted you out several times. Yeah, you're, I, you're on- I think I might have bought at least $100 worth I of apparel for my man. So. I purchased apparel too. Like, so the audacity for you, like we're not strangers to you. The audacity for your response to be, where's that at? Nobody ever mentioned that to me. So now it's coupled with principle and the fact that you're kind of telling a lie and you know that you're telling a lie, mm-hmm. right? And I even reminded him that days before his business partner, just days before his business partner was right here. And when we walked out, she said, Miss Donnie, I still want to work with you. I still can't wait to work with you. Like I really, and I said, yo, Tell your, tell your business partner, y'all got to get on the calendar. Like, let's, let's make that happen. And that must have that must have reminded him because I, I said to him, I literally just told your business partner who was again at the podcast for free, yeah. getting this game, who mentioned on her way out that she really still wants to work. Um, I reminded her that you guys need to get that date on the calendar. Oh, yeah, well, she told me what you said. I think that was the reminder and he may have been in like a money crunch And he remembered, oh, that's where I can get a large sum of money from. Unfortunately, business owners can't plan around your emergency. Mm. And there's a right thing that you have to do, too. And I'm so big because if I'm being totally honest, I might have been that person, too. There may be a past version of me that tried to do that too. Let me get this refund. Let me do it. I don't care. I don't care. Y'all make all this money. TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Macy's. You make all this money. Give me my money back, right? It's a different dynamic when you're dealing with small business owners. It's a very different dynamic when you're dealing with small business owners. And the energy that you're putting out, especially as somebody who's building a business, is the energy that you're going to turn around and receive. Anyway, we're off of that. He got his money. Yeah, you send him the money? Okay, well, maybe on y'all and y'all didn't have it in the terms of conditions and he was just trying to finesse and take advantage of that. But I'm like, y'all probably had that. And y'all probably said it on the website, no refund. Y'all probably had it in the terms of conditions because I do that with every product y'all have. So I'm thinking in my head, well, why is he trying to finesse that? I am inter- I'm interested though in wondering why you feel that we should absorb the cost, the processing fee of I'm a bad decision. You did. I'm saying you, you, saying you should if if you didn't specify about the refund. Let's like if it was say, money. let's say, for instance, we didn't specify it. Mm-hmm. On the website? So it's not on, on the website. It, let's say it's not on the website. We did not specify it, let's say. Yes. And we gave a refund. But you can't get it back from the the processor that you paid for with, with PayPal, PayPal, whatever. You can't dispute it. You're still saying we should come out. Why should we be penalized for you making a decision and then try to pull it back? Only if you didn't specify, like, so for example, on like you've seen some of the webinars and courses and stuff like that, they'll say a X amount of money back, or you'll get everything back if you don't like it, for example. Mm-hmm. And if there's no time window or anything like that specified, then they can try to finesse that. But on the purchase page, like on the terms, conditions, whatever it is, hey, 
if under this, like under just like stores, if under these circumstances, you can't refund it after this. That's why the banks turn them away. That's why PayPal turned away because they've mm-hmm. written that out clearly. And they didn't even take, they didn't even ask. Where, them. okay, okay. Where in the bank's terms and conditions does it say? I bet he didn't research that. Yeah, he didn't I, research that. I, I bet he didn't call it. Hey, bank. Where does it say you can't go get my money back after I spent it out of account? And they would have pulled it because they have it. Like they. What they I'm saying it. is, he did not say, "Oh, well, it doesn't say that on the website." It didn't say that to them. He didn't say that to them. It, it, that's the thing. He, it does say it on the very clearly. That's why where they take it. Yes, where they, where on the bottom on the bottom where? portion they literally have the where of, they have all of it. What do they say? It literally said there's a terms and conditions. There's a pricing. There's go a go tell me where it's at. So yeah. you're saying it like you read it. That's what and I'm I know you did not. Yeah. You're 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 guessing. Because PayPal said it, they would not say it if it's not true. That's what you're going off no, of. No, I'm saying you didn't see it. Attention. No, pull it up. Pull it up where it's very clearly at the bottom. All right. You're about to make something up. I'm not making. I'm just saying, as a big corporation, you have to. If they didn't have that on the website, show. I'm every, just asking okay, you let to me, show let it to me. Let me say this yeah. too while you're looking for that. <laughs> because I'm not gonna look for it. I I just this brought up a good point. I really. We really didn't have to refund them anything at all. Because let me tell you this. You decided to pay through PayPal. So you do business with PayPal. When you do business with PayPal, you agree to PayPal's terms and conditions. PayPal's terms and conditions says that PayPal transactions can only be refunded with one within 180 days Mm -hmm. of making or receiving a payment. Are not FDIC insured, not bank secured. Um, My man went through. Okay, that's Bank of America. Where, where, where if, are we looking at? Bank of, let's say he banks with Bank of America. He called Bank of America. Okay, but this says are not insured by federal not government, not. are not conditioned. That's not yes, what you're... I, you're not insured. Your money is not insured. This and is when you, good. Just right like here. when you try to pull money out of a bank, you're only insured a certain amount. They say that. Yes. Uh, yeah, abs- on the door, it says that they're insuring $250,000. Correct. Get it. They have it. 100%. That's why my point play. is, my point is, it's not clear... It's, at the bottom of PayPal, I don't know if they're saying, yo, hey, make sure you don't do any transactions and want your money back within 180 days. It's not saying that. My point is, it might be in their terms and conditions. Yes. But he's not like, he's not digging through that to find it. Because he's he just saying, so I have a t-shirt brand, right? Yeah. We mail out the t-shirt to the person. Yeah. The, uh, we send them a tracking number. Yeah. The person can see that the post office has the package. Correct. Now, it's taking a long time for this package to get from that. It shows in the tracking received by the post office. It's taking a long time to get to them. This was like a, a, a holiday season or something like that. Yeah. This person is on my head saying, yo, I want my money back. I mailed it. The post office has the package. He said, I called the post office. They said they don't have it. Look on the tracking. It shows they received it. I want my money back. Question. I'm a small business at this time. Yeah. Why don't you get so aggressive with the post office who actually has your package? Because I can't go to the post office. Hey, hey, that package, you know that package you picked up and it's probably in transit, in transit, in transit land. Can I get that back? Because I'm about to refund this person their money back and I don't want to refund the money and then the package gets to their house and I gave them their money and they have the shirt. 
Because people are jerks. They try to take it. If you're that this, accessible, they will... Be- yo, this person is not going to take up the beef with the post office. They're only going to take up the beef with the Somebody. business. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal and then it turns into oh well that's why i don't do businesses with black business you're not going to say oh that's why i don't do business with paypal 
You just said Go that. get your money from PayPal. I should have made him send us a small claims court. You shouldn't have said it anything. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think I should have sent him any money. I should have made... I should have made I'm you not, take us to small claims. We're not I'm, that guy. We're not. Like, we're not. We're not going to do that, said, right? We're we're not going to do that. Like in my heart, I said, no problem. I'm going to give you the refund, hundred percent. But I'm not paying that fee that we never received because you waited eight months later. And now the small business owner, let me just give you this nugget: PayPal's terms and conditions is mm. that after 180 days, you cannot. They will not allow you to issue a refund. So at that point is your choice based on your own policies to just send them money like you're sending anybody else money through PayPal or send them money in some alternative way, but they will block you from doing that. So when you're putting together your refund policies and all of these things and you're accepting money through PayPal or any merchant, like this is a good idea to research the merchants that you use and make sure that your refund policy is in alignment with theirs. Period, or it can cost you money in the long run. He got twenty eight ninety four though. Yeah, <laughs> that's twenty eight ninety four. Because I, we were being generous. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You wrote it yeah. down, and he tried to take advantage of that. I, I mean, well, and as heart. I'm recalling what actually happened, David and I had done something on live video, and we said three thousand dollars is the price today. At the end of this month, the price goes up. We don't care if you haven't locked in your date yet. Just choose a random date. You will be locked in at this price. There are no refunds. So be sure that this is what you want to do. Like I can pull that video up. Forget what the page said. You heard what I said. That I said it right there on a live platform. Stop playing with me. But shout out to my man because we gave him his money back. And hopefully uh, people are listening and think for one, we are the we are the type. We're just we'll give you your money back. It's not it's not that big. If you're in a situation, I get it. But come like respectfully. You know what I mean? Don't like try to bully somebody. Um, and also, this is for the entrepreneur too. Make sure this joint super clear on your website. Now you don't want to make it super clear, right? You don't want to make it the first thing. No refunds. On the on the, on the home screen, you but feel get me? Real clear. That's why PayPal. I bet that 180 days is in that thing that you just scroll to the bottom yeah, and said, "I is. agree it's with." In their terms and conditions. <laughs> and because I know you watch the podcast, he is going to say, "Well, I did tell her that it's embarrassing." You did. You did tell me that you had a situation that was quite embarrassing, but it was after mm-hmm. non-refundable was not ever mentioned to me to any of us. It doesn't. It doesn't mention it in the emails. It doesn't mention it in blah 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 blah. Okay. It was after that. And it was also, you told me, you shared that with me after I'd already agreed to give you the refund. So don't play with us there either. Mm. I and, and really the only reason that when someone, I just believe that if somebody requests a refund in that way, right? Even though it was non-refundable, because I had an idea of who he was and we have some relationship equity, I truly felt like, he must need this money because you know us in real life. It would be embarrassing otherwise to press the issue like this. Give him the money. Yeah. And there was another scenario, a whole nother situation where um, a person uh, wanted a refund from another person that we know, but the person admitted that they didn't do all the things so if I promised 10 things and you only did nine, well, 
you didn't complete it, right? So, I, like when when they told me that, I told the person, "Yo, just give me my money back." Mm-hmm. Yo, I, listen, I am the first person. Hey, take your money back. I actually somebody hit me today, so I had a um, I had a, a talk about it. Yeah, I can't. So it was a period of time that we were fulfilling, right? But what I did was I was like, well, uh, I want to kind of accelerate the lessons and I'll add some extra stuff. And I told everybody else, instead of closing it in um, January, we'll close it in November, but I'm going to give you all the call. I'm going to do all the calls. Except I was doing like once every two weeks. And now I was just doing like a bunch of back to back just to make sure you get as many calls not the time frame, as many calls as you are promised. But I guess the person um, didn't, they didn't get that memo. And now I'm about to call the person and like let them know if, th- if they were expecting a thing and I didn't fulfill it, you're in the right, I'm in the wrong. I am not holding nobody's money, especially if I didn't do it exactly how you expected it. Now, we might have a conversation where you poured a lot into it and maybe there's a partial or, but whatever, I'm not, I can't argue if you want, if you want your money back. I'm not, I'm just not the person, I'm just not arguing with people like that. And especially if, 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 if I changed it during the process. Mm-hmm. But in this scenario, we didn't change anything. We didn't change anything. Yeah. You feel me? So, and we're still like, yo, we'll just get your money back. And, th- but th- just know there's a lot of people, it ain't going to be that case. You're not going to operate with, you're not going to deal with uh, entrepreneurs who like operate in integrity. And I like to think that we really, really operate in integrity. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, if this were another, if we chose not to give the refund, we would still be operating in integrity. For sure. Yeah. For sure. In this case, we operated out of generosity, not necessarily out of integrity. For sure. We operated out of generosity. We wanted to give you the refund. There was no question there after, you know, you pushed the issue. The question was only in that fee, the fee that we will not for any reason pay. Since you got because the power is in my hands. If I listed it and say, hey, there's no refunds on da 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 you ask for a refund, I have the decision to do it. Now yeah. you have to come correctly. If you don't, sorry, yeah. uh, no refund. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I, y'all were generous though. I had a scenario where um, I was doing, okay, I'll put this way. Doing coaching on uh, on a podcast where, you know, I, like, I'm just doing like a one-on-one coaching session. And the person thought that they were being interviewed. But it's very clear that we, it was Q&A. I said it mad times. Yo, I will coach you. You can ask me any question and I will answer it. So the person, um, I guess, like we did the episode and um, we actually put it out. And the person, I guess people in the comments was saying, yo, um, I don't think the guy has any questions. They just want to tell a story. Because in the conversation, I'm like, yo, if you have a question, I can answer the question. And I had to kind of like reel him back. Like, yo, this is like Q&A. And before the interview, I'm like, yo, just we're having prep talk. Okay, what are your questions? Make sure you have some questions because this is Q&A. We release it. The comments are like, yo, why isn't the guy asking any questions? It's crazy. And he hit back and said something like, um, it wasn't what I expected, even though we talked about it mad long before. And um, I gave him his money back. 
Like even after I did the work, I gave him his money back mm-hmm. because I just I, I I just believe that um, it's easier to do that. I'd rather give that money back than someone be able to go around town saying, "Oh, mm-hmm. Dave is this and Dave is that," and you might ruin an opportunity for one or two people to pay me more than what you paid me. So I think that what's most important is that we have a clean name. Yep. Can't nobody say we ever took advantage of them. Can't nobody ever say that like we got over on them. My major thing is let's have a good name. And sometimes having a good name costs you. Mm-hmm. It costs you. And the lesson is the, in this is have clearly established terms and conditions mm-hmm. and make them super clear because people will will push the envelope. Number two is keep the money through that terms and conditions period. So if there's a three-month refund policy, like Dave said earlier, you can't spend that money because if people wait until the 89th day and you don't have it, you're in a bigger situation. Mm-hmm. Your account, sometimes the merchant will process the refund and draft it from your account. And the bank, because you've done so much business, will allow them to process that draft. And now you're in the negative. And you, because you were now irresponsible, you've, you're costing yourself so much more. Other people will also, uh, other times you can also be sued. Like people will sue you depending on how much money, how much the money is. So clearly outlined and defined terms and conditions. Research what your merchants, your merchant providers' terms and conditions are regarding refunds and keep the money in reserve. The money does not belong to your business until after it has, after your refund policy has expired. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I just thought of? That that's how they come up with the terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Somebody did something crazy and it was like, yep, let's put it in terms and conditions. And then somebody else did something else crazy that they did, the company didn't think of. They're like, "Ah, ah, ah, you'll get me once, not twice. Put it in terms and conditions. And then we come up with a laundry list of things that nobody's going to read. You scroll to the bottom. That's how many issues things have had. That's how many times there's been an issue. You scroll to the bottom and just hit, hit, I agree. I'm texting Marshall right now and I'm asking him to add a no refunds box that they have to check and acknowledge. Mm. That's an automatic win. See that that this is how businesses are grown. Okay, issue, fix the issue. Moving forward, let's just make sure we don't have the issue anymore. All right, Donnie Wiggins, this is a good episode. Uh, episode sponsored by No Refunds dot com. No refunds. <laughs> That's probably a website. <laughs> episode is sponsored by oh, Don't Try God. Me Over a Hundred and Nine of Hundred and Five Dollars dot com. Shout out to my man. Listen to yeah, my you got your man. money. Talk about it. Yep, I hope you got your money. I hope that it definitely helped you with whatever emergency you're experiencing yeah. right now. And um, thank you for giving us content for the day. Absolutely. Right? I know you're mad at us, but we mad at you too. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't say we didn't say your name, so just. We didn't say your name. Just know so this is our heart. This is how we feel about the situation, okay? <laughs> so if I see you in the streets, man, don't be mad, okay? Don't try to fight me. But you just can't see us in the Social Proof Podcast. <laughs> you got to catch me in the streets. You got to catch us outside. But thank you for the content for the day. This episode is brought to you by Six Figure EDU. If you are someone and you know something about something and you want to grow your own coaching, consulting, or course business... Six Figure EDU will develop you from scratch on how to create your own six-figure coaching, consulting, or course-related business. You can go to Six 
sixfigureedu.com. That's the word sixfigureedu.com. And if you're an established entrepreneur, you already have your concept figured out, but you're struggling to connect online on social with your audience. You're getting followers, but you're not getting the cash. Post to paid is a service where I send you three text messages every single day. All you have to do is have the video or the photo and I tell you exactly what to say. Words that convert into cash. Text 404-737-2767. Just text me the words post to paid. $37 a month right now and we'll get you in and help you start making money on your social uh, from your social media. Absolutely. I just got a text uh, from somebody. Uh, this guy, he ordered a shirt and <laughs> I think my website was on my, my phone. I literally, am I lying? I'm not making this up for content. At 431, I just got this yeah. text, right? So this guy, I guess he got my phone number because I think my phone number is still on that website, which is kind of crazy. But he ordered a shirt from the website, but it just so happened that the person who was doing the shipping wound up like not working with the company anymore. And I don't even know like the code to the stores where the the the, the product is and all kinds of stuff. And he bought a shirt for his sister. And um he's like, man, she would really, really love this shirt. And he 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 actually hit me like, yo, can, you know, we, you know, what can we what can we do? What can we do? I'm like, I gotta find out if I can get out on time. I couldn't get out on time. So he sent me another message. He said, hey bro, can you refund me that $30 for that shirt I never got? The face shirt for my sister's birthday. For reference, I have faith in you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I said, man, absolutely. I'm sorry I didn't expect someone to quit. That same day, sent the uh, sent the refund. Mm-hmm. Sent the refund. Thanks so much. Have a blessed shirt. I would love to get that shirt from you guys. If you can, let me know when you get more. So then I actually had my guy go actually ship out all the orders in that time period. It, was, it took like a week or a week and a half for me to like get it going. And I told my guy to, uh, you know, ship out that sh- person's shirt anyway. He already got his money, but just ship out the shirt because his sister was really expecting it. And he literally texted me back literally 20 minutes ago. He said, bro, you are so dot, 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 awesome. Exclamation, exclamation, ex- four exclamations. I appreciate you very much, sir. That was very nice of you. My sis loves it. God bless you and your family. I feel really, really good about that because I felt bad. Dang, he wanted to get it for a gift. Get your money back and get you your shirt. Mm-hmm. Just conduct business that way. Just this, conduct good business. This episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. The Morning Meetup, the only organization that gathers every single day, Monday through Friday, I am teaching. This is not just you getting a course. This is not evergreen. This is me live every single day. And the days that I'm not live, I got people like Donnie Wiggins or some of your other successful people that you find on the Social Group Podcast filling in 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. What's interesting is my most prized possessions, my brain in course form. I have a course that I sell for $2,000 that helps people start, grow, and monetize their podcast and a high-level, very practical content creation course that I put in the podcast, that I put in the portal of the morning meetup for absolutely free. Do you know how much you can get that for, Sean? $79 a month. Or you can just sign up for the year for $3.99 and you'll talk to me every day for a year, Monday through Friday. The most valuable organization ever. Okay. We uh we do series, we do a book read, we read books together. If you want to grow as an entrepreneur, if you're stuck, if you can't find that pool of customers 
Come into the community. It's a community of people. If you can't find nobody in your city that got the same mindset as you, you need to come into the community. If you can't find accountability, you need to come on to the community. If you want to find a part of your morning routine that's going to inspire you to be great, you need to join the morning meetup. Go to themorningmeetup.com right now or go to your app store and type in The Morning Meetup. The Morning Meetup. We have an app and you can just keep us in your pocket. You get notifications every single morning with the Zoom link to join the call live. It's not webinar mode. It's not like you see me and nobody else. You see a hundred little boxes and literally it's over 400 people on a call every single day. So go to themorningmeetup.com. Subscribe to this podcast. Stop doing refunds after 188 days. (laughs) I think you use all of your adjectives in that sponsorship. Did you like that? Yeah, I mean, you definitely showcased your vocabulary, but you, you used me? all of your adjectives. I have no more. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Hit the subscribe button, y'all. We out. Peace. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.